Hey everybody, this is So Many Sequels, your book club for movies. I'm Josh. I'm Garrett. And I'm David. This week on the show, we're talking about our favorite movies of the year so far. Find out what made our list from the first half of the year and what we're looking forward to next. Yeah, also, we get to talk to Garrett about where he's been all summer. You're not going to believe this, guys. 65? True true story. Oh. True story. Oh, that was, that was, you were the tiny child with space cancer? Yeah, 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 yeah. I just might have been too harsh to that movie. Yeah, I think I think I was too. I forgot it happened, but you know what? We'll get the full story. In the meantime, you all enjoy the show. Find us online at so many sequels.com where you can get all of our social channels and all of our back episodes. Without any further ado, enjoy the show. I'm getting ready to go. I think I told you guys last week that we were going to a beach, but I didn't know where. We're going to uh, Tampa Bay. So, Ooh, oh, really? You yeah. gotta go visit the Tom Brady. Is he you still know, there? He retired finally, right? Again, I think so. I don't know, but I, I, I do kind of want to like if while I'm in the area, I do kind of want to get like a Buccaneers hat just for the sake of it. Sure. Um, not because I like him. I'm a Buccaneers fan, but you know why not? What uh, a, I like, I like hats. What you know? takes you to Tampa Bay? Mostly just, um, I, I asked my wife, we go to Disney like every few years or every year in some cases, which is great. I love going to Disney world, right. but I said, I would love to go on a vacation where we don't have like a plan or an agenda or like, you know, waking up at yeah, you know, 8.30 in the morning, getting ready. We have to be here by nine. Then we have to finish that. Then we have to be over there by 10, 15, back and forth, back and forth all day. Because as much fun as that was when I was 18, 21, 25, whatever. It's uh, I'm getting old. I don't want to walk that much. Right. So I want to just wake up and be on a beach. And uh, if I decide to go down the beach, I will. And if I don't want to, I shunt. You know, I just want to leave. I want to. I would want to. I want to lazy. But also, um, so you know, we just started looking at beaches, and we looked at like, well, you know, we could go to you know somewhere like we could go to Mexico, or we could go East Coast, West Coast, where we want to go. And then her parents got involved in the vacation. So then it became places that they were more familiar with and somehow kicked around. I don't know. We ended up with, uh, with uh, Tampa Bay, which I was like, well, that kind of sounds neat. And then we started looking into it and they have this really big aquarium and they have a dinosaur museum. And we were like, Jack will love both of those. So I would like, too. Yeah. So it was like, let's, um, let's do that. And then they had something else that they had that was, that looked really cool. They have a, I imagine Tulsa has something like this. They have a um, what they call the city pass, which is like these five city locations that it's would like, be on it. It's the zoo. <laughs> well, no, Tulsa yeah, does so, not have one, but it's for, a good for, deal for cities that do. For Tampa Bay, it's like I don't know if you guys have heard this. For Tampa Bay, it's like it's like the aquarium, that 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 museum. There's like an art museum, uh, and then there's like two other places. I don't remember what Nikki said. But they're all they're both places that sounded pretty cool for Tulsa. I don't know the Tulsa Zoo, 
Tulsa um, wouldn't have it because those places are expensive. Whereas, yeah. uh, you know, you add well, up are... all of the entry fees to the yeah. places that you'd go in Tulsa and it would equal less than the city pass. <laughs> That's not knocking on anything. I'm just saying we have good cost of living oh, here yeah. in Tulsa. The, the, so. the city pass in Tampa Bay is like 130 bucks. Uh, for Tulsa, you could probably get away with like 85. Yep. Yeah, I've done city passes, I think, in New York before. They're nice. Chicago, too. Somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so that's where David is going. Garrett, where have you been? Garrett's been, I don't know, man, all over the place. Let me tell you what. No, I've been, I, uh, I've been finishing a master's degree. Uh, this uh, has been a, like a year and a half course and it's nonstop. And the summer ones are like 16 weeks condensed into eight. Mm-hmm. And so it is just week after week of just stuff. So I have not had a chance to see any of the movies that you all have a chance to talk about. You know, my list is uh, usually relatively impressive at this point in time, and Mm. it is not. And I am sad to say that I don't think I have a single uh, anticipated blockbuster on my list as of now. So Mm. hopefully Mm. after this week, when I am done writing my final paper, I can catch up on a whole bunch of movies. I'm very excited about that. Yes, right. we'll have uh, our lists to go off of. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, and please, I am, I am at the point, we are here for the mid-year review, which is why I'm here, why I'm back, because I like it and I'm excited. Uh, please don't worry about me being spoiled on anything at this point in time. Uh, I feel like I have surpassed that. that. You guys have uh, episodes out that people can go listen to. We're mm-hmm. at the mid-year review. It's on me. To have not seen them, so talk about it. It's not going to bug me. Just maybe don't give me like big right. time things, well, but you know, within know, reason. I don't know about David, but on my list, there are some that are recent enough to where I wouldn't spoil anyway. Uh, just because we're at that halfway point in the year, some of them are pretty fresh. And then I'll be honest, a lot of my top 10 are movies that you did see with us. So, fair enough. Fair oh, hey, enough. there you go. Okay. Well, then, do we just want to dive into it and start with our. Our little round table, starting with 10. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. We can, uh, for me, I only have 14, so we'll, we can do a top 10 and a bottom four, if you like. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I feel like they don't have to mess with like bottoms the, right now. The, the you probably still have like 30, don't you? What's I, have the, what? I have 19. I have 19. Oh, there you go. There you go. I have... you got total, Josh? You have have, you've seen the most, for sure. 24? Okay. 24. All right. It's We're not, not, it's not as much as you'd think. Um, no, I think our mid-year for 2019, Garrett had seen like 45 films. That was the year of Movie Pass, man. And I'd say, <laughs> what, 2019 is still a banger year. Yeah, the movie Pass, I saw so many movies because of that I just, deal. I just added another movie to my 2019 list that was uh, You'll Always Be My Maybe. Or oh, always you're still throwing movies in there. Yeah. Movie. Oh, yeah. If I see a movie, I'm going to throw it back in the list. You know, you got to. Fair, fair, fair. I only do it for the movies that I see that year. That's interesting. Mm, mm. Anyway. Yeah, I, I go like back that. and forth. Sometimes I removed one from my list that I'll, I'll just go ahead and say. I removed Megan from my list because it's marked as a 2022 movie, but I think it had a wide release in January, and that towed a line so close that I didn't know how I felt about it. Mm. If it helps, uh, it is on my list and will make an appearance. Okay, then I don't feel as bad as long as someone gets to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Well, let me go ahead and start because I'm pretty sure I'm the only one who saw my number 10, uh, which is um, Asteroid City, Wes Mm. Anderson's latest movie. Uh, This is a pretty recent one. Uh, Just came out a couple, two, three weeks ago wide, I think, as of this recording. Went and saw it at Circle Cinema. 
had a great time there as always. Uh, if you remember, you get your little free member popcorn. It makes it, it's the it's the kind of place for Wes Anderson. So I mm-hmm. think that that helped me enjoy it a little more. Sure. Um, but also, I just thought it was a pretty fun little movie. I mean, it's about it's kind of it's kind of strange because it's uh, very meta. It is about a TV broadcast of a documentary about a play and you are, and then you're watching the play, but as if it were real life, if you follow. So it's weird enough to be Wes Anderson. So, Mm -hmm. um, it, it sticks with his normal shtick of charming characters and interesting visuals. It's very colorful. It's got some fun stuff in it. So that's my number 10 asteroid city. Um, well, let's go clockwise for me. David, what do you have next? That sounds good. You know, and I haven't seen Asteroid City, nor have I seen any Wes Anderson movies. So I need to Not get any. caught up. No. Wow. Okay. Okay. You, you know, know I, I, I know of Bottle Rocket. I haven't seen uh, Asteroid City. I want to. Um, I have a weird love hate thing with Wes Anderson myself where I really want to like his movies. His movies seem like they are right up my alley. But man, it's hit and miss. <laughs> I either really happen. like them or I really don't. Uh, yeah. But I always like the aesthetic. That is one thing that yeah. I always appreciate. Yeah, I may not walk away liking the movie, but I really like the aesthetic. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing that solely for the aesthetic. I'm excited about the movie too. See, I'm going to put it on my watch list. One of these days I'm just going to like, because I feel like I, I shouldn't start there. Do you think I could start there, Josh, at, at Asteroid City? Or do I need to go back and take in more of his oeuvre before I move forward no you don't need i mean that's the that's kind of the nice part about wes anderson is his aesthetic goes from movie to movie but plot wise you can just jump in anywhere uh it's not like you're gonna not get references or anything no no but um, i you know but i just mean uh oh do you mean like is it a good entry point for wes anderson? like is it is it so uh is is his his style surely has only evolved over time am i going mm-hmm. to be like jumping is it like uh uh, I don't know. I, it might be more fulfilling to like see how he started and then make that journey forward with him. Uh, not necessarily. I mean, I think they're certainly more broadly appealing movies he's done. Grand Budapest mm-hmm. Hotel is probably his most successful movie in terms of a mm-hmm. broad audience, nominated for Best Picture. So that's probably the best entry point, but... Okay. Street City's pretty good too, I think. He also did a Fantastic Mr. Fox, right? Mm-hmm. 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 All He's right. got a couple right. of animated movies under well, his by 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 stark contrast, my number 10, and I'm I I only have 14, so this something had to make number 10 is uh Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Mm, yeah. This was yeah. a movie that I felt really good about when I first came out. And I was like, you know, I dug that. That was fun. And I still maintain that it was funny. I did laugh a lot. Uh, Paul Rudd's hilarious. Uh, A lot of good comedic actors in the movie. And, um, you know, I did like some of the some of the more high concept bits. There's a point where uh, Paul Rudd just keeps manipulating in a a thousand probabilities of himself. Um, And they make a joke about uh, they make like a Schrodinger's cat joke. But, uh, you know, in which in this case, Paul is Schrodinger's cat. He's he's the cat in this. Anyway. Uh, it's a fun, uh, I had fun. Uh, it's kind of sank over the course of the year in terms of my overall standing on it. Not my favorite MCU movie of the year. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, that, that falls down to number 10. 
Okay. Yeah, that didn't make my list uh, top ten, uh, but yeah, that uh, doesn't hold up well over time. This Ant Man movie. It did not make mine either. Uh, I, I, I updated it today a little bit, and um, it was in my top ten, and then I knocked it down several spots. Because yes, I agree that with time, I care even less about it. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like something about it just didn't latch on to me. It was fun in the moment, fun enough yeah, at yeah. least. And then it's like, yeah, I don't care anymore. Boy, I yeah, bet if I you go re- back and watch that movie again, it will take a hit. Like I, for me, it's just a two and a half. And I bet if I go back and rewatch it, it is going to be a low. Yeah, I haven't rewatched it yet. Well, you can go do that on Disney Plus and then it listen to our review at so many sequels.com. Yeah, Ding. things may have changed since then. <laughs> exactly. Okay, Garrett, you're number 10. My number 10 is a movie called Missing. Oh, a, okay. A pseudo sequel to mm. Searching. Uh, this movie is in my number 10 spot. I didn't, I, I, I think my issue with this movie really was that I watched Searching before I went and saw Missing. And I think that was the mistake because they were so similar in how they told the story. Mm-hmm. Nothing against that. It was just, I felt searching was a better story than missing. It was still told in a really fun way. It was a very enjoyable. I have no problems with this movie. Uh, the only issue was I thought it would be fun to revisit searching. And then it took away some of the fun from missing. So mm. don't do that. <laughs> uh, watch, watch. Really, I think if you watch either one, be excited to see the other one. That's the way mm. that it should be. So, uh, but it's it's my number ten. Okay, so a little too continuous in terms of a sequel and predecessor. Okay, yeah, mm, interesting. Uh, I haven't seen it, but uh, probably won't. It wasn't on my list, but it was number 11. So I was super close oh, to getting it in there. Very close. Uh, it was really a toss up for me between that and Asteroid City. But I also had a really good time with it. I like that the format, I think, I still think is pretty innovative. Um, I, this one mostly existed on the phone. Am I remembering right? Mm. It was kind of more, it was, so the other one was more, uh, it was like, like the older, it was like an older man trying to figure out some of yeah. the things, right? This is oh, and this was a younger, young girl, a younger person who knew around. how to do the technology and was on a bunch of different things. So that was a really fun storytelling element. I like, yeah, that. I agree. I liked it a lot. I thought missing was good. Searching is probably a better, but yeah, definitely agree that missing is good. Okay. Are we? Yeah. You're number nine, Josh. Number nine already. Okay, I lost my... Flying through it. I got it. Uh, So, (laughs) my number nine is a movie called Bo is Afraid. Uh, It's from Ari Aster. Uh, Whether or not I like it is still up in the air, but it's good (laughs) enough to to be number nine. Uh, It's just really weird. It's funnier than it has any right to be, but it's also, like, really disturbing. I think so much of it is just this... The movie is like anxiety personified through this character, Bo, played by Joaquin Phoenix. And so the best description I have for it is, so you know how like you're going about your daily life and any scenario might come up and you'll always expect the worst thing to happen. Mm -hmm. This movie is if the worst thing always happened. Oh man. That's like the white lotus. That's like the white lotus. Yes. If what your worst fear is is what always happens, that is Bo is afraid. So it's good, but it's upsetting. Mm. Um, 
It's also just very long and weird, and that's the Ariaster coming out. I don't mm. know that I'd watch it again, <laughs> but I thought about it a lot. So yeah, memorable that it was memorable. It's not scary. It's not like you know, he's known for Hereditary and Midsummer, which are more horror. This is a different kind of, I think, a horror. Unsettling. It's, not it's just unsettling. It's not particularly yeah. scary. Mm. You're not going to be like, ah. <laughs> Again. Maybe well, once. Never, There's a really never weird like a, I don't want to spoil. Does it give um, you the anxiety sweats, though? Yeah. Mm. Do you find yourself just saying, don't do that? Don't do that? <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, yeah. like, there's a part early on where... That was me trying to watch Ozark. You know how, like, you're walking down the street and you see another guy walking your way and he looks a little sketchy and it's fine? There's, like, a part where it's not fine and the guy looks (laughs) sketchy and he, like, runs at him and chases him. So so that kind of stuff is like, oh, man, that is the kind of stuff I'm afraid that might happen. (laughs) Sure. Instead, in reality, we're usually wrong and then we feel bad. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, so, so Bo, that's my number Bo's, nine. I was afraid. I was afraid. Josh was uncertain. Yes. Um, so again, in stark contrast, my number nine, I think is one of my wife's favorite movies of the year. It's The Little Mermaid with mm. Allie Bailey. Okay. Uh, this was a lot of fun, I, I thought. Um, I, I, I think I said at the time, this is about as good as one of these reimaginings can be, I think. Like, um, they're, it's never going to feel wholly original when they do it like this. And it's never going to feel like something like extra special, but like this ball and it got to the end zone. You know what I mean? Like it, it, there was no, I don't feel like there was a lot of flash to it. Um, but it, but it got the job done. Um, Hallie Bailey's incredible singer. So there's, so, I mean, that, that elevated it a lot. Um, and then, uh, um, The iconic, much like Beauty and the Beast, the iconic moments that they tried to recreate, they recreated fantastically. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, there, there's, yeah, I had a lot of nitpicks. I didn't rate it overly highly. I only gave it three and a half stars. But, uh, but you know, it's it's above average. So I, you know, I feel pretty good about it. And so I place it at number nine. Yeah, I also saw Little Mermaid. It did not make my list. I'm actually looking, and I forgot to add it to my list. <laughs> For 2023, but I wouldn't have made my, I don't think it'll make my top 10 anyway. We talked about it on the show. You guys can go back and listen to our full discussion about it, but uh, kind of the same thing David said. I, it is good. It's very, like, it's, it's competent, right? But it's still not, I don't know that it like justifies its existence when you still have that original. And that's mm-hmm. like the best compliment I feel like I can give these live action remakes. Mm-hmm. So it's fine. I have not seen it, but I'm looking forward to coming out on Disney Plus. Yeah, no, I thought you had seen it. That's funny. No, I. You know what? I honestly also couldn't remember if this was an episode of the three of us did or if it was the two of us. Well, I know it was uh, no. it was us and Nikki. But oh, I thought that's Josh, right. Nikki did it. That's thought, why I was I thinking thought, three people. I thought Garrett was going was was going to be on it, but had to pull out. But I think I that was sure one of the first anyway. ones, maybe that you dipped out of. Well, I don't know what you'll think, Gary. Go in with an open mind. Go in ready to hear. Uh, it was Halle Bailey and um, someone else really killed it. I thought. I can't you know, I'm gonna be honest with you. My my general uh, Disney repertoire is not very strong, and The Little Mermaid is not one that I have a strong connection to. So there's a high probability that I could like this one just fine because I don't really have any sentimental attachment to The Little Mermaid in general. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I couldn't actually name a song that isn't under the sea. Mm, fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. Indeed. Well, then you'll be extra surprised. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my number nine yeah. is the Super Mario Brothers. Oh, it's okay. Me. Whatever. Okay. Yeah, uh, you know, this wow. one didn't know me. It was totally fine. It was very enjoyable. All of the kids in there had a great time. And that is all that that movie was meant to do. And it made it over and over and over again. So that movie was, again, for kids rem- remembering. And uh, based on that, number nine movie. Very entertaining. Uh, got what I expected. Um. I'll jump ahead a little bit because that is my number eight. So we'll get that out of the way. I agree. Perfect. It was very fun. We saw this together. A, yeah. a rare outing for the I'd boys. Go, I'd see it with, I'd go see it with your friends, your family. Yeah. Like it was totally fun to go with a group of people. Totally fun. Like, this is a, this was a, a one of our big movies for game night month. And uh, so very fun. We saw, well, we reviewed this with Arch earlier this year. Yeah. Uh, that's a great episode. Go back and watch that. You can hear me do my impression of Mario jumping. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, great movie, a lot of fun, very colorful, uh, maybe one too many weird needle drops, but other than that. Yeah, uh, Super Mario Brothers didn't make my list either. It's at number 13, which Gosh, I think harsh is list still... over there, Josh's place. <laughs> well, my, mine's just a few entries longer, excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> um, no, but I do really like it, and what I, what I really am finding myself uh, liking about it is... It, it is it is one of those movies that is getting better with time because I'm like I've been finding myself lately like wanting to watch it again. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. I, I, there's been a couple people talking about oh, I saw it was I, I rented it the other night. Blah, blah, blah. I, I want to watch Mario again. I think I have no doubt. To, I have no doubt believing that it would uh, deliver on the funny. Maybe not quite as strong, but probably pretty good. Um, so my number eight is a very recent addition, and I'm just as surprised as you all probably will be, but it's No Hard Feelings, uh, the new oh. raunchy oh. R-rated Jennifer Lawrence comedy. Um, went and saw it on a whim the other night because a couple people had told me uh, they saw it and they were like, it was actually really funny. Uh, so I went and you know what? It was actually really funny. <laughs> um... This is the first time that Jennifer Lawrence has really done a uh, comedy like this, and she's quite good at it. Um, her, I feel like her actor personality is to be weird and awkward, you know, in interviews and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's very good at translating that to screen. This kid who plays opposite of her, Andrew Barth Feldman, uh, is more known for. Um, his work in Dear Evan Hansen on Broadway. Oh, okay. He, this is his first major role, and he is really impressive. I mean, acting against Jennifer Lawrence, an Oscar-nominated A-list star, impressive. Um, the movie definitely has moments where it's like, this is a little out of touch. Yeah. <laughs> but not as much as the trailer implied. Uh, the trailer mm. really looked like I don't even know those like, um, it looks like a bad, yeah, like it looks like a really bad version of a two thousand early two thousands round. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's so it's better than that. Okay. Um, but it's funny and, and she's very funny. A lot of good laugh out loud moments. So I thought it was pretty good. No hard feelings. What was that movie with Zach Efron where he was like a frat guy and he was living next door Neighbors? to somebody. 
Neighbors? Who is yeah. the, who's the neighbor? Who is the other? Uh, Seth, Rogen? Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne. Okay, that's what it gave me vibes of. Uh, is it? Is, is that a, is that an accurate? Um, or better than that? Uh, no, no, it's different. It's okay. different enough. You may have to. Uh, that's one of those ones I'll, I do. I want to add before the year ends. Definitely, it'll be a good streamer. If I didn't have a list, I probably wouldn't have paid for it. So yeah. Well, we already talked about my number eight at Super Mario Brothers. Uh, Garrett, what is your number uh, eight? Wait, seven. No, my number eight is Scream Six. Yeah, There's so many numbers number happening. Eight with I'm sorry, There's so I'm many sorry. numbers here. I got confused. No, uh, Scream Six has made my list at number eight. Um, I enjoyed this entry. I like that they kind of tried something a little different. I don't necessarily think that it was as strong as the last one. Um, I don't remember enough of the screams overall to kind of rank it with some of the other ones. It's definitely not as good as number one uh, mm-hmm. and it's not as good as number five, uh, but I enjoyed it. And I think that it could be an interesting way to, to take this franchise a little farther. I think it's kind of, I think it falls into that bridge category mm-hmm. of it's a good middle, but it's just kind of setting up one to three mm-hmm. or in this case, five to seven. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. Does it draw from the previous lore? That's what all the posters seem to indicate that it was going to like maybe characters might be reappearing and stuff. There were some new, if you're familiar with the franchise in general, then there are some people who show up. Uh, one of the cameos that's in there, not really a cameo, I mean, she's in it. Um, Aiden Panettiere, I was unfamiliar with her character, so um, didn't really have like a fun, like excitement draw for me, mm. um, but like cool that she's there and fun for people who do know that franchise. Interesting. Well, yeah. Um, Scream is a little higher up on my list. Um, I'll tell you when we get there, but I'll go ahead and talk about it now. Uh, I, uh, I'm a, I like Scream. I'm a big ghost face head. Uh, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think they don't call us that. I don't think there's a name. <laughs> But I, I do really love Scream. It, it hits a good, um, it hits a good lane for me of being a fun slasher that also is like self-referential and knows it exists within like a horror genre and it knows it's a movie. So like all those things, banger, banger, banger for me. I love it. Um, do agree that it's not as good as five. That one was a little stronger of a comeback for sure. It had been a while since four. But I still think this one did a really good job, uh, especially considering it um, changes up the setting from uh, Woodsboro to New York City, which is the first time that's ever happened. So seeing Mm -hmm. Ghostface murder in the city is a nice, fun little twist. It's not quite Mm -hmm. Jason in space, but... Yeah, I was going to say we're headed... More realistic. We're headed towards Ghostface in space. Ghostface in space. Ghostface. Oh my God, Ghostface... Ghost face meets space ghost, ghost, ghost. They have five there five fast, but I want to yes. Uh But no, I liked it. I think it gives you, if you're a Scream fan, it gives you pretty much everything you want. Again, great scenes of, I, I want to watch it again now because I can't remember exactly, but I do remember there was a great scene of how they like talk about it being a requel not like it's not even a sequel we're in the yeah. requel now and i was like, I like yes that. i lo- it knows what it is <laughs> it does i do i appreciate all of the meta stuff still it's still there um you can stream it i believe on peacock uh, yes probably yeah what? I maybe i Paramount. definitely was trying to look into what all i could stream to add to my list because i had 13 as of monday i managed to stretch that into one more movie which we can talk about in our bottom it movies later um 
So then now, John. That brings us to number seven. Yes. What is number seven? Sorry. My number seven is Air. Um, Ooh, Air. The movie starring uh, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Jason Bateman, Violet Davis, Chris Tucker, a whole bunch of great. Uh, it's got a great cast. It's one of those like, this is an Oscar movie, um, or at least it's trying to be. We'll see if it is one. It's still really early. <laughs> but yeah. uh, directed by Ben Affleck. He's Ben Affleck's always been a better director than an actor, and I think he's a pretty decent actor to be to be honest uh, most of the time. But I like his directing work a lot, and this was no exception. Um, it's a story that you would think might be pretty boring, but they still make it exciting. I mean, this movie is about the creation of the Air Jordan shoe, mm-hmm. but you never even really see Michael Jordan. Uh, and if you haven't seen it yet, you I, I would be like, oh, that's weird. How do they do that? It's you'll see. It's cool. <laughs> I like it. Mm. Uh, cool story. Um, and just really impressive what those people were able to do and what Michael Jordan's mother was able to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of cool stuff going on there. Cooler than you'd think. There's another one that I haven't seen. Go figure. Uh, but I am still looking forward to it. We almost reviewed it. We were, we were talking about doing it almost, uh, and I don't remember. I think, I don't know what we decided instead. I think we went with Tetris. Um, either way, uh, looking forward to it. Uh, Garrett, did you see air? I have seen air air will make an appearance on my list a little bit later. I'll reveal that numbers then. Um, but I really enjoyed air. Um, one of the things that I think in addition to all of the things that Josh said, uh, needs some praise and some, some funk on it was the soundtrack. Soundtrack was absolute banger, Mm. banger, banger. Seamus had been proud. He said, Mm. Was it, was <laughs> it was it, I, it was like X. It was like peak. What was it? 80s, 90, like strong 80s music, man. And mm-hmm. it was like well picked out yeah. for the entire thing from start to finish. That stood out to me as something. I also really liked the way that this was shot. Um, I liked the look. I think that it could get some technical uh, awards and I think or some nominations, maybe not awards, but and then it was also very performance driven. Everybody gave a heck of a performance. Matt Damon was fantastic. Viola Davis was fantastic. Mm. Chris Tucker was executed perfectly. And when you execute Chris Tucker perfectly, you have a perfect movie in my opinion. Not many people have done that. No, if you can do it and you do it well, then that movie's going to be very good. And this movie was very, very good. Been seeing Chris Tucker in some interviews lately. A lot of them were associated with this movie. He seems rested. You know, he's like uh, he's like Eric in that one episode of Boy Meets World where he said he got serious again for an episode. Like he seems he seems rested. He seems like he's been through his things. Um, You know, there was that period where he was technically missing, but uh, now he's back and uh, it's it's good to see Chris. I I hope to see more of Chris Tucker. Yeah, no, I recommend it. It's I think it's streaming somewhere. Yes. uh, 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 Amazon. Yeah. Amazon. Yes. You can yeah, that's, their, that's one of their bigger swings this year. And we'll see if they have another one in store for us. Yep. Yep. Um, my number seven movie of the year, and I'm just a little surprised that it made it into the top 10, but again, it's only half of the movies I've seen, uh, is uh, Pixar's Elemental. I, mm. uh, I found this to be quite nice and a really, it is honestly a pretty chill movie. Like as far as animated films go, uh, it had, it was beautiful, gorgeous animation. Story is really nice. And while the trailers presented it as kind of cringy, um, there wasn't as much of that as I feared. I think that it was 
not marketed it as well as it really could have been. In that respect, it kind of made it look like it was going to be like nothing but puns. But uh, but they they managed to pull out a pretty nice story here, and good enough to at the very least be my uh, at the very least be my number seven for now. You know, hopefully, I'm going to add some more movies before the end of the year. We'll see where it goes from there. You guys did an episode on Elemental, correct? Mm-hmm. Very recently. Very I meant recently. to listen to that one because that is a movie that I have seen, but I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet because I'm still in school. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I was, uh, it's my number 12. Um, I also found it to be just perfectly nice. Um, uh, I think that the strongest story is not the romantic story that we thought we were going to get. Uh, I think the strongest story was between the parent and the daughter, mm-hmm. uh, Ember and her father in that movie. And I really liked that story. And I just kind of felt a little let down by the romance of it, even though I found their romance perfectly nice. I had no mm-hmm. issues with it. Um, I still want a Pixar rom-com. That's what I want. I did not get communism. I know. I didn't get it this time. I got more of a coming of age story for per, for people of our age, and that's fine. That's a cool story. I didn't have a problem with it. I just kind of was hoping for something else, and that may have been my fault, may have been the marketing's fault. It just was kind of meh. Not as bad as everybody's been hating on it, though, I don't think. No, yeah, there's some people that are, I think go too, a little too harsh. Yeah. It is perfectly fine. It's also, I, I don't know, man. I missed out on some because this is another one I forgot to put on the list. <laughs> so it's not on my list. Uh, and so uh, officially did not make the cut this round. We'll see if it makes an appearance in December. But yeah. for now, no. But yeah, we talked about it. You guys can go back and listen to that. I also enjoyed Elemental. Uh, it was it was it's it's better than what you're probably hearing out there. If you read the inter interwebs. Yeah. You know, it's hard to say because it, it does appear to have have had some decent word of mouth. Yeah. Um, but a little, little bit. But uh, but you know, we'll have to. I, you know, it, it really started in the hole. So you know, it's doing as well as it can after that. But um, yeah. My number seven, Josh. You ready yep. for this? It is Megan. Yeah. My number seven is yeah. Megan. This movie was very entertaining. Uh, just above the other horror movie on my list. Uh, well, another horror movie on my list. Uh, but I, I felt like this one was just, you know, we crave some kind of an original story, right? And this is this is really relevant right now, especially with uh, AI and chats really just taking over all every single kind of a technological platform that you ha- are on right now. Uh, the rise of this doll who learns mm. over time to yes, it's it just yeah, GPT the doll. Yes, it it fed into everything that I wanted. It was cheesy in the perfect way. You know, mm. a movie that scares you but also makes you laugh. It's very Chucky esque uh, in that way, as far as like you know the kind of essence that it's going for. And it was scary, and I want another one. So uh, keep it going. Give me M three G A N point two or whatever it is coming up. You didn't see it, did you, David? Of course not. I haven't seen any scary-ass movies. Well, I saw Megan, and like I said earlier, it was in my top ten, but I had to bump it out uh, for some others. But, man, I do also really love Megan. It knows exactly what it's doing, uh, and that's the only way for that movie to work. It's so funny. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's so funny. It's yeah. like not even scary. It's just too funny to be scary. Yep. Is uh, Ronnie Ronnie something from the Daily Ron- Show in it? Ronnie, Ronnie Chang is in it. Yeah. Yes, highly wonderful. Wonderful. Yes, love Ronnie Chang. Ronnie Chang. Mm-hmm. Super underrated. Um, not a lot of famous people in it though. Allison Williams is uh, the inventor of Megan, I guess you would say. So she's got a big role, but overall. Not a ton of much like Cal Penn in uh, in uh, in Smile. There has to be a Daily Show correspondent somewhere in your in horror movie, movie. In your in your like you know indie horror movie. You know you got to have somebody. I'm looking for John Klepper somewhere soon. Is that his name, John Klepper? I don't Jordan. know. Jordan. Jordan Klepper. I was like, who's Jordan Cuthbert? Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, what are we at? My number six. You're number six. six. Okay, my number six. This is where I get to reveal that it was Scream. Scream oh, six. There, Scream six falls was six number months. six for me. Wow. I already talked about that, so we'll go to David's number six. My number six is a movie that um, I'm very excited to talk a little bit about. Um, I don't know if it made either of your top tens, but uh, it is a documentary named Still, the story of uh, Michael J. Fox. And uh, I really, really loved this movie. Um uh, what I said in my my letterbox review was like, if anybody out there was planning to do a Michael J. Fox biopic at some point, just stop because this movie already took like anything you could have done and did it better. Um, any ideas you had? Um, it's really it's put together in a really interesting way where Michael J. Fox is re- is, is is telling his story, and they use clips from Michael J. Fox movies, uh, also intercut with some dramatizations re- re- recreations to like tell the story as he's doing it it's like a really fun energetic uh way to do it and um michael j fox is just so charismatic still and he's still so y- you hang on his every word uh and you you feel bad for him and then you kind of feel bad for feeling bad for him uh it, so it's kind of it's kind of a challenging thing to watch in that respect but um just I thought just a really fantastic job and I recommend anybody to watch it. If you were a big fan, even if you're not a big fan of Michael J. Fox. Yeah, this is on my list too. I'll re- I will again, reveal it later. Mm. Uh, but I agree with everything that you said, David. I mean, this movie made me go watch Teen Wolf again. Um, mm. You know, you forget the the power that Michael J. Fox had for, for a long time. You know, I, I was not a kid of the eighties and I didn't really care about the, the Keatons. That wasn't one of the shows that I watched quite often, but I know it was very popular. I know. <laughs> I, I know whatever family ties. Yeah. The Michael J. Uh, Fox show. I know. <laughs> that was over, a real show know. though. Yeah. He took over. And then, yeah, Spin City, that's kind of where I remember him from was, was Spin City. And then obviously Back to the Future's mm-hmm. been my favorite franchise forever. Um, you know, you but you really get to see some of the behind the scenes stuff and the power and like his work, uh, holic, like effort. And he is just really inspirational still now. Um, it's good. It's it's a good story. Highly recommend. Yep. It is also on my list a little later down the road. Oh, but I love the movie. It is told so well, uh, the way they intercut those scenes with new footage of, you know, I guess an actor playing Michael, but you never see him. Mm-hmm. Love how they do that. Really love this moment um, where you really get a supercut of scenes showing him trying to mask his um, part or not um, his Parkinson's. arm shake. 
Yes, his Parkinson's Parkinson's. uh, symptoms, his arms shake and his finger twitch. And you see it in a montage like that. And you're like, holy crap, how did they not notice? Mm, But it is super subtle when it's just one off here and there. Like seeing how much he like adjusts his watch and stuff mm, like that's just a move he does. Yeah, it's definitely like he did it enough for you to just think it was a Michael J. Fox signature. You know, like that was just he's just kind of doesn't sit still. Yeah, that's just his energy. Like that's his performance capabilities, and that's why you know when it would always work. Like we when he you know we watched um, the American President a few years ago, right? And in that, he's always you know he's stressed. He's you know I think it helped for him to play characters that were kind of at the end of their at the end of their thread. A little bit, you know? Um, Yeah. yeah. And and then also, it's just great to see him. You you get to see his kind of mentality on life, which is basically that he's going to do everything he can to address Parkinson's, to cure it. Mm -hmm. And he's raised countless millions of dollars for that. Uh, But that also, uh, he doesn't give a damn (laughs) and will live his life anyway. Right. (laughs) And uh, um, you got to respect both of those things. I, I also really appreciate that it wasn't like they also interviewed a bunch of other people to talk for this. You know, like it was just, yes, very it was just Michael, people. Yeah. you know, you, you get some scenes that they filmed where, where they filmed the some like reality style mm-hmm. shots with him and his family. But they don't like sit down and do like interviews talking about the whole, about their, their experience. It's just his perspective. Well, I'm yes, sorry now yes. that I'm the one who ranked it the lowest. <laughs> well, there's a, there's another there's a great part in that too, where he's talking with one of his with his son, and he's like, "Does it feel like you have a 90 year old dad?" And that's just like a really interesting family dynamic you would never mm-hmm. think about. Because uh, yeah, they're worried about him. He falls all the time, and he's fragile now, but he just doesn't see it that way. Mm-hmm. I, I saw him talk. Of, I don't. I can't. I've seen a lot of stuff with him lately, and then we'll move on to the next one. But it's, it's high on my list. <laughs> um, I can't remember if he said this in the movie or in an interview. So someone will have to correct me if you remember. But I remember him talking about falling recently and breaking a bunch of stuff in his face and scraping himself up. And he kind of talked about how everyone's always worried about him falling and telling him he needs to be careful. But he's like, I, you, you think I'm not like this is part of it. Like I'm going to mm-hmm. fall. I know that. And being careful only goes so far when you're like this. So I don't need to hear that. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's not a, it's not a thing of like, he just loses all control, you know, like it's just like, it's like if your car's brakes stopped working all of a sudden, it's like, you can be driving as carefully as you want, but when the brakes stop working, it's like, he doesn't even seem overly upset about it. He's like, yeah, I fall. That happens. Mm -hmm. It doesn't bother me. (laughs) Okay. Where did that leave us? That was that was my number six. Number so it's Garrett's six. number six. So Garrett's number six. Yes. Following that, uh, I'm pretty sure neither one of you have seen my number six movie, A Man Called Otto. No, oh, no, I didn't see that. You know, in another world, this probably wouldn't be on my top ten list. It's a good movie. I enjoy it, and Tom Hanks is really good. You get a grumpy Tom Hanks. You don't get a grumpy Tom Hanks often. And let me tell you what, you need a grumpy Tom Hanks in your life. Mm-hmm. It is fun. It is entertaining. But there's also a lot of darkness here, mm-hmm. um, it, which surprised me. You know, I didn't know. I've not read the book that it's based on. I kind of went in blind as far as the message that it, it tells and the story that it tells. 
Um, so it got a little dark. Um, took me down a dangerous route that I haven't been down with Tom Hanks since Toy Story 3, and I didn't necessarily care for that. Um, but it's it's a redeeming kind of a story and an inspir- it's a very sweet kind of a story um, as you go through the entire journey. So I do recommend it. I think it's on Netflix now, so you can watch it there. Um, but it was pretty, uh, you know, it was it was definitely a more surprising watch than I got. I will say he's very good. There are mm-hmm. some flashbacks that are not as good. <laughs> mm. Um, those, those have his grandson. I think there's, there's some kind of relative of Tom Hanks. And I'm not saying that he got the job because he's a relative of Tom Hanks, but I'm saying the acting is not as good as the other parts of the movie. <laughs> so you why all... didn't they, why didn't they just de-age him? Well, that would have been a good idea. I got to do a, a classic. So many sequels tangent real quick. Y'all know about this show claim to fame. No. So there's this reality show that I've discovered called, I think it's on ABC, called Claim to Fame. And in it, um, there's like a group of people who are, you know, typical reality game show. They're living in a house together. It's like Big Brother style. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're all related to someone famous. And Mm. they have to guess who they're related to because they are not famous. uh, Most and. You'd never know. Anyway, I asked this because there was one that I saw getting a lot of attention the other day on TikTok, I think, uh, where it was a recent episode where Tom Hanks's niece was revealed and sent home and she had like a full blown meltdown on TV over it. And I have been meaning to to look into it because I can't imagine Tom is proud. Oh, Oh, boy. Don't disappoint Tom. Don't do but it. It's like one of those super trashy shows and like Tom Hanks's niece is out there acting a fool. And yeah. then it got me thinking, do these celebrities know so that their it, random relatives are out there? Acting I wonder, fools? I wonder if that means, is it Jim Hanks's daughter? I don't know. There is Tom Hanks's brother. So her, but her last name probably isn't Hanks, is it? I don't know. I haven't watched it. I just have heard about this through the, if it's through the grapevine. His niece through his, through his wife. Who knows? Could be Rita. I don't know. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Uh, anyway, that's the tangent. Uh, so, yeah, I haven't seen a man called Otto either. I'm lightly interested. I feel if you're like lightly another... interested. I think you'll walk away enjoying it. Honestly. Okay. I feel like okay. there's another movie out called like a man named something. Probably. Josh, what's your that five? That sends us to my number five, which is going to be John Wick Chapter Four. Mine yeah, too. there's a man named Just oh, while man. there. Just while there. Mine John is Wick also chapter, cha- which which chapter is that's your number what? That's my number five. That is also my number five. Whoa, hey! that is a per- that is this has this ever happened in the history of the show? Know. I believe I it has. Uh, nah, I, I don't I'll ruin it like that. This is our lucky sevens coming up on the jackpot slot. <laughs> we never hit three in a row on the same number. It's true. That's Usually decided. even at the end of at the end of a of a big year, it'll be you, Garrett and Andrew will all agree that like the Fablemans is the number one movie of the year. And I'll be like, my favorite movie of the year was Spider-Man. I guess it is true that sometimes we might agree on like a number one, but yeah, a number five is pretty loaded for us all to agree. So yeah. good. We can all knock out John Wick chapter four right here. And now <laughs> we can skip right to number four. Um, yeah, no John Wick chapter four is good. Yep. It's great. It's a, you know, there's a lot of stuff up in the air about what's going on with John Wick as a franchise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's offshoots and stuff. Will there be a John Wick Chapter 5? I don't know. They seem to be talking about it, despite what happens in John Wick Chapter 4. 
which uh, could be, I think, a great finale if they leave this part of the franchise where it's at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But another banger. Great action. Keanu's great. Fun story. Mm. Baba Yaga. We love John Wick. John Wick yeah. Jr. forever. It's a, I, I maintain that it's a little over long. There's maybe one, one extended fight scene too many. But uh, they were inventive with all of their fight scenes. They were super creative with how they shot them. And uh, man, um, absolutely. Uh, uh, while I think that I don't know if it's a choice that Keanu Reeves is playing, John Wick is progressively less talkative or if it is a, uh, if, I don't know what the problem is. Oh, we're getting that echo again. But um yeah, I was I was really into um, Donnie Yen yeah, in the movie, movie, who comes in as this assassin that's like an old friend of John's, and um, yeah, he's, he's he's fantastic. Um, had a lot of fun. Not my I don't think it's my favorite of the John Wick movies, but it was, it was really good. I am really fascinated to see how or if they manage to make another one. Yeah, so John Wick is also my number five. I agree with everything you guys said. Uh, David, it was a little overlong. I agree with that aspect. But outside of that, I don't really have any critiques other than I'm a little confused. <laughs> I don't know where it's going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I want to watch it again to see the action because I actually didn't like this one. Obviously, you can't just keep getting better and better and better each time. I think this is a step down from four. That's not to say anything bad. It's just not as good. Um, I didn't think it needed to be that long, um, but the fight scenes were still super A+. plus. Well done. Okay. Well, since that was everyone's five, I'll go ahead and shift to my four, which is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Um, this is a very fresh one, so I'll avoid spoilers on it just because um, a lot of people listening might not have seen it yet. But as a big Indiana Jones fan, I was very pleased with this movie as um, – Harrison Ford's final uh, hurrah is Indiana Jones. I think they delivered on that. I think, and from what I understand, from what I hear and see and have talked to, I think people at least seem to agree it's better than Crystal Skull. So your mileage may vary there. But I was very happy with it. Uh, so it's it's my number four. Great story, great classic indie story. Great action. Um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is an upgrade from Shia LaBeouf in every way. And <laughs> there's a lot of good surprises, too, for um, longtime fans. Um, a lot of good Easter eggs and stuff like that. So I loved Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny enough to make it my number four. Here, here. It's not my number four, but we'll hear about it uh, again here very soon. Uh, that tells you, tells you a lot. Uh, but I agree with, with pretty much everything Josh said. Uh, Garrett, do you have any thoughts? You haven't seen it yet, have you? I have not had a chance to see it. It's got to be a catch-up movie. Mm-hmm. Well, it'll, I I think it'll be worth your time. I got to be honest, though. I'm just kind of middling on it. I'm not excited about it, and I don't mm. know if I don't necessarily know if I've been overly hyped for it. Um, I'm like leaning on the looking forward to it side, but I'm not quite yeah. there yet. But I, I think I'm, I think my brain is just distracted. <laughs> yeah, it's very. Po- I mean, yeah, you got a lot going on over there, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of crosstalk about it, and Josh and I don't really prescribe to the, the haters. Sure, uh, but we, uh, but I, you know, I found it to be very rewarding for me. 
It's my number three. I'll just say it now. It's my number three. And I, but I, 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 it's hard to top the first, the, for me, it's hard to top Raiders and it's hard to top the last crusade. So for me, it's a solid third in the franchise. Um, anyway, my number four though, and I, I'm excited to talk about this one again, but I kind of feel like it's not going to be on y'all's list is Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, Honor Among Thieves. I quite, quite enjoyed this. What a romp. What a lot of fun. Made me want to play Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, have my character created. Uh, have a, another character created. Um, and uh, accidentally created a third character. But anyway, uh, we uh, uh, we had, a, I thought we had a blast talking about it. It was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, so feel very good about it. Four stars. Number four on the list. It is on my list, and I will reveal that number later. Oh, wonderful. Interesting. Uh, Would you believe I forgot to put it on my list? (laughs) (laughs) I really thought my list was complete. You got the list I missed several key pieces. Uh, So I cannot speak to where uh, D&D will lie at our year-end review, but (laughs) I agree with you, David. We did have a blast talking about that. I had a blast watching it. I casually played D&D and thought it was really fun, and and there were enough references for me to understand it, and Mm -hmm. I don't know a lot, so... So, uh, a lot of good, a lot of good stuff going for it, and I hope it continues in some way. Yeah, agree with everything. It was uh, hilarious. Uh, it was it delivered on both fantasy action and a nice little sentimental story there uh, that that was woven in quite well. So, uh, very good. Okay. Uh, my number four though yeah. is Evil Dead Rise. Evil Dead Rise. Oh, interesting. My interesting. top 10 is stacked with horror movies this year. And this one was, has been my favorite by far as far as a horror movies. Um, it has got the perfect, again, amount of camp. It is scary in a good way. Like it is actually unsettling and like uncomfortable. And there are moments where it's like, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it is also very humorous. Um, this, the look and the, the way that it's shot is uh, very similar to this franchise the way that it's done um and and it just really delivered i've watched it twice so far this year and both times have been uh equally as entertaining of a watch well that's cool i wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole uh that looks scary um but uh yeah i don't know i'll probably try to see it before the end of the year it's one of those movies that i usually try to sneak into like november and december uh to up my movie counts Sure. But uh, but that's cool. All right. Yeah, I missed it too. But I'm seeing now that it's uh, it's streaming on Max, so yes, I will is. have to uh, add it to my list and remedy that before the end of the year because I want to see it too. Um, it's very good. Okay, okay. I'll subject myself to it so David doesn't have to. Thank you. All right. <laughs> that takes us. I just to- thought, I just remember watching the trailer and uh, the scary possessed mom kind of sound like owen wilson during one of her lines where she's like mm. mommy's with the maggots now and i was like whoa Owen wilson does the voice of the mom that's crazy <laughs> not far off my uh my number three which i have a feeling is david's number two is guardians of the galaxy volume three um this, i knew it <laughs> no it's not my number yeah, well we'll find out Okay, okay. Anyway, anyway, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is the finale of this iteration of the Guardians. Uh, James Gunn uh, came back after a controversial firing slash rehiring to Mm -hmm. deliver this movie way later than expected. 
Um, we covered this, right? They can go back and listen uh, to yeah. our full review. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Full review earlier this year. So. so go check out our full review. But I was very happy with it in terms of wrapping up this franchise. A lot of good moments for every character. Um, very heartfelt and touching. Didn't totally go in directions I expected it to in a way that I liked. Uh, so overall, I'm very happy with it. Probably It's probably the most complete of the Marvel uh, individual trilogies or series, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I'll talk about it a little more here in a minute, but I, uh, I agree. Uh, my number three, I already mentioned was Indiana Jones and the dial of destiny. Right. Uh, so I'll toss it to Garrett. Okay. Uh, my number three is dungeons and dragons. Uh, oh, so we've already talked about that, but I want to weigh in real quick on, uh, guardians because I have not seen it, but I have just a real quick hot take on superhero movies real quick in general. Okay. I think I've reached the point where I'm done, boys. I don't care about any of the rest that are out, Hmm. that are coming out. I have no interest. I'm not watching any of the shows. I have limited desire to go back and see the ones that have come out this year. I think that I have reached my peak because I just think that we're just getting them because they think that we all want uh, superhero actionies and they're not giving me anything. And I, and I'm, mm. and I just can't. And like, I, unfortunately that is seeping in to my level of interest in guardians, unfortunately, because I am just so uninterested uh, well, despite the fact that I want to see it. And you guys are saying it's good. Like I believe you, but I just yeah. am like over them. Well, I think I've hit my burnout. I'll tell you this burnout with this one. This is the one, like, if you want to, if you want to finish it and you, if I'll tell you this, if you want to be done, and you want to finish on a place that makes you feel like, good. All right. Like, I can close the chapter. This is a good close the chapter kind of uh, kind of one. So maybe okay. you don't have to rush to it, I wouldn't say. But, uh, but sit down, turn the lights out, uh, have a good moment in your, in, your, in your living room there. And okay. uh, I think this will be a good one to say goodbye to hyperfixation on superhero movies. I'm sure at some point in time, you'll probably watch another one in the future. Sure. But, you know, if you, want to, if you want to close the chapter for a little while, this is a good close the chapter. I saw a lot of people say that they felt like volume three felt like a Marvel movie again. Okay. So take that for what it's worth. Okay. Yeah. Marvel's uh, got to figure their stuff out and DC's so far gone that, Hey, I, I don't know how they going to get me to come back. I mean, James Gunn's a good start, but, uh, yeah, but they're <laughs> y'all the are really going to have to right now. So they have nowhere to go. You but you guys I, are really going to have to deliver. And I'm looking at you too, Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so now we're at number twos, I believe. Number two. Yes. Number two is still a Michael J. Fox movie. Um, that's oh, my number two. Really? Uh, there you go. It, I was pretty pleased with it, as I, as we said earlier. So highly recommend it. it, it that would be my number one documentary of the year. <laughs> David? My number two is uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. This was... Really, uh, really, really fantastic. It was, um, you know, we saw, uh, I think we all saw the first one. The first one is a really well-told, heartfelt story that takes advantage of the multiverse, I think, better than other films have, uh, the concept of the multiverse. And then this one, um, this one just takes that and just blows it out. I mean, there's, it's, some have described it as overwhelming in that regard. Um, But what I like is it doesn't just, it doesn't just rush into, you know, the the trailer you've seen of all the different spider people. There's like a real concrete story that builds to that, uh, to, to, that builds to that sort of fun and rewarding and Easter egg hunting and all that stuff. Um, the characters are funny. 
the characters are. The voice acting is really, really incredible, I think. Um, you can listen to me and Josh talk about it from a few weeks back. Um, just a really solid movie. Um, and, I, you know, there's been some talk since it's come out about the working conditions to get it finished. But, um, you know, which get, make, makes me feel bad. Um, so I really hope that they can get that sorted out uh, before they complete the third one. But yeah, I loved it. Five stars. It's number two movie for me. Yep. Uh, go ahead and reveal to you right now. The spider versus my number one movie. Um, I think it's actually insane. I don't understand how they made it a movie better than the first one, uh, but they did, uh, you know, uh, uh I hope I hope that I hope that your superhero burnout doesn't include Spider Verse because you do no, need. No, it doesn't. It. No, this is, this is different. Uh, I was just thinking, level. like, if you erased every superhero movie from this year and just left that one, I'd be okay. <laughs> That's no. by far the best one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it is. Uh, I don't even uh, want to spoil what any part of it, even though it's been out for a minute, just because. Uh, you need to experience it for the first time. It's it's great storytelling. I'm really upset that I just won't get to see it in a Dolby or a big mm-hmm. giant screen. That's really what I'm most upset about. But it is my number one movie to okay. see once I am able to see a movie. Um, uh, but I have not seen it, unfortunately. So I will reveal my number two while I'm here because we already talked about it. And it's Air. Oh, Yay. there you go. Air. Okay. Air is, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. So my number so, one was Spider-Verse. Yeah, my and number one is Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, I really am surprised. I thought I was like certain that you'd pick Spider-Verse for number one. So, and I, I thought about this a lot long and hard because these are the only two movies, Guardians and Spider-Verse, the only two movies I've given five stars this year. And I really do think that probably the capper on Guardians is the the sort of it's a culmination, you know, and Spider-Verse is still sort of like, there's more to come, you know, like it's the, it's, it's definite, it's a solid middle of the story. Also, you know, Spider-Verse wowed me, but like Guardians legitimately made me cry. Like I was like emotionally, <laughs> emotionally, uh, 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 just overwhelmed stirred. by the end, stirred, you know, I was feeling it. And, and Spider-Verse is incredible. And there's a lot of good moments, but it was, when it finished, I was like, golly, that was just so intense and so much stuff. And guardians, I was like, yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was good. Um, so yeah, it's my number one movie of the year. Um, and it, it could stay there. We'll see. I mean, there's still some more movies to come. There are some movies that I'm looking forward to for the rest of the year. Maybe we can talk about anticipated movies in a minute, but yeah, that's my number one. Garrett. My number one is still still it is number one. Uh, yeah, the, the story, <laughs> yeah, the storytelling of this and the way that they put it together and the subject matter itself is just no notes, no notes for that movie. Yeah, yeah, man. I think in that regard, uh, you know, still and John Wick are probably our most, uh, our, our most beloved movies of the year. just because I think those are the two that are on all three of our lists. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll have to do the math later. Um, I do, I do want to wrap this up since we've gone long, but let's, let's do go ahead and maybe, maybe throw out a couple you're anticipating, um, before the end of the year runs out. Well, let's talk, let's, let's also, we won't know how to talk long about it, but I want to mention some, some bottom movies, some movies I think will stay at the bottom, but 
Uh, for me, uh, Oppenheimer is still the big one for me this year. Barbenheimer. Yeah. To yeah, me, Barbie. they're intertwined. I want to see them both equally. I know. Man, I, I don't know. You take a list. I got a lot. Well, yeah, you, that you, looks you interesting. Like that. I'm behind on a bunch. Saw 10 is coming out. I'm looking forward to that. Socks. Socks. <laughs> uh, Barbie Oppenheimer. You know, I'm just going to, uh, I'm looking forward to catching up and uh, what's ahead. Josh, yeah. any specific ones jump out to you? Same for the those. Oppenheimer, Barbie, Killers of the Flower Moon. Just dropped sure. a new trailer that sure. was fire. Um, there's a lot. To, there's, there's still a lot to look forward to, I think. Um, especially as we get into fall and winter Oscar season and some of those mm-hmm. uh, yeah. ones they've been holding on to. Um, uh, all right, David, what was one of your, one of, what was one of your okay. worst? You so they also, quick? you know, I just want to say too, I think it's so fascinating. Barbie and Oppenheimer are so linked to each other and they couldn't be more different. I can't think of two movies that have ever done that before. been so linked. Not anyway, a, and on accident. <laughs> uh, Got to mention some of the bottom movies of the year. If you guys want to throw out any as well, Josh, you and I reviewed this one together. It was 65 still at the bottom of my list. Uh, what a stinker. If it um, helps, that was on my most anticipated list. It is also my li- second, but uh, like at the bottom, it's yeah, on the bottom too. The only movie oh, that I've seen that's worse is murder mystery part two. And I didn't technically see it. I stopped it about 10 minutes. in. <laughs> he stopped it early. I was saying it wouldn't even worth it. Wasn't funny enough to keep going. It hurt. It good. hurt too bad. Uh, Josh, where'd, where'd 65 finish on your list? Uh, number 17 out of 26, but... Oh, no. No, no. It'll have to be changed. <laughs> there are at least two to three that need to go above it. Oh, yeah. But um, I haven't updated it. My my bottom two right now are Murder Mystery 2, and then the worst one is uh, You People on Netflix. Oh. Eddie Murphy, okay. One of the most god-awful things I've seen in a long time. So my my uh some other my other ones at the bottom are Shazam Fury of the Gods, uh, which is exactly what Garrett was talking about. And then uh this one I watched just the other day just to pad this list out. Uh Renfield. That was mm. quite quite not not what I wanted. Darn. Um Bummer. I wasn't looking forward to that one. Did you guys see that one yet? No, yeah, but I wanna. Uh I won't spoil anything for you. I'm just gonna say that two members of the cast are excellent, and the other two members of the cast don't don't i don't know why they're there anyway uh that's all i'll say highly disappointed in that but uh yeah any other shout outs you guys want to do before we uh before we wrap this up nah nah we'll get to more stinkers next time i I will say that we have one two three four five that's it we reviewed five of the top 10 movies this year at the box office um, we're only halfway through the year, but the box office for 2023 is already matched the whole year of 2021. So we're on a good pace. Uh, 2022 finished with 7.5. I would say that if this year finishes over eight and a half or 9 million, I think it's safe to say that movies are officially all the way back. <laughs> movies are you know? back, baby. They're thank you, Nicole way back. Kidman. Uh, I, I'll thank tell you, you what. Pissed at Nicole Kidman. Why? Where's that sequel? We talked about at the beginning of the year. Where's that new one? We That's talked the most about anticipated sequel of the year. Busy. So she'll get Ain't to happen it. yet. You know what? It'll come out when that last Game of Thrones book does. That man's <laughs> been writing that for 20 years. I saw some weird TikTok <laughs> that uh, I don't know if it was real or not. It was an animated character interviewing George R. R. Martin. And they called Do you guys. Have you guys heard of James Patterson? They called I've heard of him. 
the they, author, called, yeah. they called author James Patterson and uh, they, they pretended like George R. R. Martin was just some guy. They didn't tell him who he was. And they had James Patterson, they were like, we know that you're probably working on your third book of the day. Uh, how do you get your writing process going? He was like, well, you know, this, this, that. And he goes, what, how many pages do you have? And George R. R. Martin goes, I'm up to 800. And uh, he goes, oh, I'd say you're done. <laughs> he goes, yeah, you're he goes, done. When's your deadline? And George R. R. Martin goes, six years ago yeah <laughs> yeah anyway he ain't gonna finish that book no, all right no. that's our mid-year review uh thank you all for watching and or listening uh we're gonna get back into movie reviews um for the rest of the year we'll end the year of course with our final top 10 list of the year we'll see what gets dropped from this episode what gets mm. added mm-hmm. what a lot of moves movies around huh a lot of movies are gonna get added for josh Oh, I hope so. Because <laughs> that's the there idea. Was a, lot, right? a lot of movies that didn't even make it on the list. Yeah, yeah. I got to add a lot more than I missed, apparently. <laughs> uh, so follow us online. You can go to so many sequels.com and find links to our social channels and uh, the entire back catalog of episodes. You can search for movies in there, see if we've covered one already. So go check that out. And of course, patreon.com slash so many sequels set up there. We'll get you hooked up with our Discord where you can hang out with us and chat and stuff in our little private server. And um, yeah, that's it. We'll see you guys next time.